all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Man, show here with Coach Rob Lanier of our Georgia State Panthers right in Atlanta. Coach Lanier, man, good to talk to you again, my brother. How's life treating you guys over there in Georgia State? You know what, all things considered, man, we're doing okay. You know, we, uh, like everybody else, we're trying to make the most of some really unique times. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we're happy to have our guys here. You know, uh, we went a long time being away from our guys and, really missed them. And <clears throat> so having most of our team back has been, that's been really healthy for us. I think it's been healthy for the guys too. Um, 
and we've tried to, uh, you know, spend as much quality time with our guys as possible. That's 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 been good on and off the court. Let's go back to March when everything went down, Coach. Where were you guys at when everything kind of got canceled around my birthday, which is March 11th? Everything went straight, like everything went down here from there, man. So where were you guys at and how did you guys kind of react to that when it all went down the first time in March there? Yeah, it was it was a, it was a strange time as you could imagine. I mean, um, you know, at that time there was, you know, things were just starting. The onset of the the, the magnitude of the coronavirus was really starting to pick up. You know, um, and it was funny because you, you know, Jr. At that time. <clears throat> Everybody, I, I mean, maybe I was a little bit paranoid, but I thought I, I thought I had it, you know, the way I was feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the testing wasn't as a, available as much back then. But I remember for like a week and a half, I slept on the couch downstairs and I tried to stay away from my family as much as possible. Um, and uh, my son went through a period of time where uh, he, he had gotten a diagnosis of mono. Oh, wow. We had sent them to a, uh, a uh, my wife sent them to a, uh, what do you call it, urgent care center? And they, they diagnosed him with mono. And so based on that diagnosis, his high school career was going to be over. Oh, wow. Um, because he was going to have to be out for a matter of months. But then uh, we followed up and had him see another doctor. And they said he didn't have mono. And so we started thinking, about the coronavirus mm-hmm. and he wound up uh, being okay. He was out for, you know, 10, 12 days or whatever. And then they wound up winning the state championship, but he went from the, that range of emotion. So there was, there was a cloud. It seemed to be over everything. And uh, we wound up getting eliminated from the conference tournament, but we were still eligible for the postseason, And so we were committed to, to participate in, in a postseason tournament. And uh, we wanted to keep playing and continue to improve and continue to build on what uh, what we had established. And uh, just like that, it was over. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I was at the <coughs> Hawks game on my birthday against the Knicks there. And all of a sudden, you get the text message he's over with. I'm like, he's suspended. I'm like, oh, for real? And then ever since my birthday, there's been – the weirdest five month stretch ever in my life, and for you too, probably as well, coaches. Everything is just different from where how we thought it was just five months ago. It's amazing. I mean, you think about it. No NCAA tournament, the 2020 Olympics uh, not being played, the NBA season gets suspended. You know, when we first were hearing about what was going on in the other countries and the number of deaths and the number of cases, and now it's up over 160,000 deaths. Um, and still a lot of disagreement on the magnitude of it, the approach to take to it. There isn't like a, a consistent approach. So because of that, I don't know uh, if, you know, what lies ahead in terms of how we're going to move on from it because mm-hmm. – uh, there's not a unified approach to attacking it. So, Definitely. Um, you know, everybody wants to get back to normal. And I think it's, it feels like the more we push forward, the longer it's going to hang around. So, you get there, uh, right. So I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, as coaches, we want to get back to work. I think 
young people want to move forward um, and what's best and their best approach. I'm no expert on that, but uh, it doesn't appear uh, that we're uh, nearing an end to this thing. And Coach, are you, I know you're proud of your young, your young men for having to persevere through all this that's been going on, had to finish up their classes online, and then stay healthy <laughs> back at home, and just they want to reverse the young age for these young men. It's only going to help them down the road. So I think it's a good opportunity for you to teach these young men and your staff and help these young men become better men for years to come from what's happened, unfortunately, in, in 2020. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're living in, in historic times and uh, not just the coronavirus, but there's a lot of things going on socially in our country. And uh, we certainly don't want what's happening right now to be lost on them. We want them to be engaged. Um, we want them to be thoughtful and we want them to continue to inform themselves in a way that uh, they can grasp what's going on around them right now. Um, you know, we don't want to tell them who to vote for, but we want to encourage them to vote. Um, but we want them to get involved in what's going on, and we want them to be uh, responsible as it relates to, uh, you know, the guidelines that's been set forth as it relates to the, the coronavirus. Um, we want them to be engaged when it comes to what's happening socially, and we want them to be involved when it comes to the election. Uh, all of these things, and we want them to be able to reflect back on this time one day and say, I lived through some historic times, and I didn't let that time pass me by. I was involved. I was aware, and I learned a lot from what I went through. And, and uh, so we want we want this unique time to serve them in that way. And, Coach, uh, how are those Zoom calls once George Floyd's killing happened, Ahmaud Arbery happened, then the racial outbreaks right in here in our backyard, how are those Zoom calls with your team trying to explain to them what happened and what steps they can, they can take, take to moving ahead to kind of be make a difference, as you said, Coach, and understand they're part of this solution as well, not just everybody older than they are. We all are part of the solution to make this better for everybody going forward. Yeah, you know, um, these guys have grown up in a time where they've seen this, you know. Um, unfortunately, the George Floyd situation wasn't the first time they've seen this. You know, when I was their age, I didn't see a video uh, like the Philando Castillo video. I mean, I remember the Rodney King thing. I remember the energy around that. But these guys have grown up in an age where they, they saw the Tamir Rice video. They saw the Philando Castile video. They saw the Oscar Gray movie that was based on a real incident. A guy handcuffed, face down, gets shot in the back. Um, so uh, when the Oscar, when when the George Floyd thing happened, um, it just happened to coincide with the coronavirus when everybody was stuck at home and they had to pay attention to it. The analogy that I like to use is like if you're on the highway on I-85 going north and traffic is moving pretty smoothly, but there's a traffic jam on the other side because there was a major accident and there's a car flipped over. You slow down and see what's going on and you might feel bad that somebody got hurt on the other side, but because traffic is still moving, you keep, keep it moving and you go on with your day. And so when some of these other things happened, that was sort of what was going on. But now traffic is stuck on both sides. Got there, right. And, 
and everybody everybody had to pay attention to it and so i think it created a different type of energy that we see now uh with the, you know because people want to move on they don't want nba players putting stuff on their jerseys and talking about it all the time they want it to go away and uh and i think there's an energy now that ain't going away and that's what i mean when i say i want our players to remain engaged to be involved and, continue to inform themselves and you and I both know growing up that you experience this feeling of knowing that something's not right but not necessarily having the words to articulate it in a way that's effective so sometimes it comes out as frustration or anger and it gets pushed back down because you can't really hit the mark and I think uh, it's this is an opportunity I think as young people stay engaged, continue to educate themselves, remain informed. You can keep hitting that mark right now, you know, and they can't push it down as easily. And I think this is a, is a good moment in time in that regard. And coach, I explained to some young men last week that, hey, at 33 years old, I'm the first one in my family to be born with all of my rights per se, but not really, but kind of born on paper, all of my rights. But once I get off the radio, I'm just J.R. black man. Same with you, you just rob a coach. We took off Georgia State stuff. You're just a black man in Atlanta. So anything that happens to us at any time because of us color our skin, we want equality. We have to speak truth to power and understand that, hey, we have to be champions of this. We need our other brothers and sisters to help us to champion these this causes and change because as John Lewis said, we gotta make good trouble to make the proper changes we all want for equality for generations to come. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You know, uh, like I said, I got a, a son who's uh, 19 years old now. I got a, a daughter who's 17. And, uh, you know, you, ju you just really want young people to be aware, um, to be mindful, not to live in fear. Um, you know, uh, but just know that uh, there's a history to this that they should understand and how it relates to where we are now and uh, how things have improved and in, in areas where it still needs to improve. And, uh, and the more they know, uh, the better they navigate, uh, you know, the world that they're living in today. And so that's our responsibility as, uh, as adults is to, educate ourselves and try to inform the young people that we come into contact with without always preaching. You know, I, I could be a little preachy with the guys. I'm sure they would tell you, but, uh, but uh, I, I do, I do want them to, to become more informed. And coach, you know, it's been crazy since George Floyd happened. I've used this show to talk about our, our race and our culture, what's going on in the, in the nation and the blowback I've gotten from certain sections of my listener audience has been it's been like, wow, I know where you stand. But what I love is when older people come up to me and tell me to be a young man in your 30s, you really, you, you get it. And I think it's because my parents are older. My dad will be 80. My mom is going to be 70. So having older parents who grew up in the civil rights uh -huh. era, it helps me to be able to articulate these things to the listenership audience. And unfortunately, there are some who don't want to hear it. But this is a perfect time to discuss because we need to get this stuff on the go and I have a platform that goes from Chattanooga to Macon. 
I gotta use my voice to help our people in this community of Atlanta and there and, and beyond to get us to another level. And I wanted to really try to hit this for home with people because it's very important, Coach. You know that we're in a mecca of history in Atlanta. We have to speak the truth to power and get young men and young women in all ages on board with this movement we have going here right now. Yeah, I agree, brother, and I appreciate what you're doing. And you know, I I, I think that the step that we want to take with our young people. And what I've tried to do with my, my my kids, Jr., is to get them to a point where they start to identify policy and start to understand uh, the which policies um, need to be addressed in order to improve things that that we're that that we're uh, upset about. Um, and so, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of talk of late uh, about the difference between. Uh, local, state, and federal as it relates to voting. And and so that distinction is becoming clearer, I think, to a lot of people because so many people put so much emphasis on who's in the White House that they don't pay as much attention, you know, to the people that uh, that, that make changes for you where you live. Um, and then what exact policies do you want to make sure get addressed in your community? And I think that's the, another layer of information that, that we want people to get more informed about. And uh, I, I think it's great because what's happening right now is we're talking to young people about things that nobody talked to us about. Yes, when indeed. I college, when I was a college athlete, I wasn't thinking about these things. I didn't know what a councilman or a congressman or a congresswoman or, um, you know, the, the fact that the district attorney and all of these people that make decisions where you live never thought about voting for them or the impact that they made on, on the day-to-day -day lives of people that lived in those communities. Um, so th these are things that, uh, that, you know, my son will have a better understanding of my point guard will have a better understanding of, even if, even if they don't fully engage in it right now, right here, the fact that we're talking about, about it with them, maybe when they're 24, 25 and, they got their first apartment and their first job and they're navigating the world outside of basketball. Now all of a sudden these things start to have more substance to them as they start to move into the real world. And even that would be sooner than it hit me. And so, uh, uh, so we're just going to keep trying to hammer away at those things as much as we're trying to get better with uh, who they are as student athletes and taking advantage of the opportunity that's been afforded to them to be here, uh, we want them to grow in uh, all those other ways just as much. And coach, speaking of on the court, um, with the virus and guys being at home, how's your strength coaching keep those young men in shape? Because some guys might not have hoops to hoop on, keep their bodies where they want so out of shape when they get back to you for workouts now that they're back with you. So how'd you guys kind of manage that while they was out with the virus? To be honest with you, we didn't care about them being in shape. That, was, that wasn't our focus. Our, our, our focus was what, what they were doing academically. We wanted that time in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the first several months following the shutdown, we wanted them to be engaged in their academic responsibilities. And because there was so much unknown about the virus, I did not want to emphasize to the players about being in shape and playing ball and working on your game. And then they go out and put themselves in harm's way because they're trying to follow and do what they think we want them to do. And then 
they asymptomatically pick something up and bring it back to the auntie or the grandma or the mother. I wanted them to stay home, to be honest with you. Um, and if they wanted to go in the driveway and shoot, if they had that, or uh, go out for a run and still social distance, I was okay with that. But I was clear with the coaches, let's not pressure these guys to feel like they got to come back here in game shape um, because then they might go out and make some bad decisions. Uh, and out playing shirts and skins with no mask on, and then all of a sudden they're at, with family and they put somebody else in harm's way. So I, I, I wanted to de-emphasize the basketball as much as possible and put most of that emphasis on them doing their online schoolwork. And to our guys' credit, they handled that responsibility well. And now that we do have them back, we have to stay consistent with that and take our time getting them in shape gradually instead of trying to go from zero to 100 after we, we know they've been out for a while. And while they were out, we didn't emphasize how much they were doing. And now that we got them, we're trying to create a, a, a controlled environment for them to get back to the level um, that, they, that they need to get to. And speaking of that, Coach, uh, how weird is it going to be for you, your guys to maybe not have students on campus, less people around, or try to keep them in that kind of a little bubble that you guys have at Georgia State to keep those guys healthy because they're college kids. They're, they're 18, 19, 23 years old. They want to have some fun and keep them responsible enough not to go out and tempt that Atlanta nightlife and bring some back to everybody and mess everybody up. Yeah, you know, it's going to require some discipline. You know, um, and the fact of the matter is, I told you I can I can be a little preachy, and I've been doing a lot it's of. It's all good here. It's all good. Yeah, um, but I but I I want those guys to be disciplined and make decisions and just understand uh, patience is important. And right now, they have to be patient with their social life, the stuff that they really want to do socially. They're gonna have to put that aside, and they they have to have the faith that that will come back around. But right now, um, we need to spend time in the gym. We need to spend time together. And then when the academic responsibilities kick back in, their focus needs to be on that. And right now, just, just a lot of things that they're not going to be able to do. They are going to have some time together um, off the court. Um, and we're going to make their schedule full on the court. Um, and then we're going to spend as much time as we can away from basketball to continue to hammer home a lot of the things that I told you uh, uh, we've been trying to get across to them. But um, we know we can't be with them 24 hours. Um, we know as young people there's things they want to do, and I don't blame them. I would be just like they are. Um, but I also want them to understand that, that, it, that this is a unique time. And uh, – Special people can rise to the occasion sometimes when things are called for. And this is a situation where they have to rise to a certain level of responsibility to be able to say, as much as I want to have fun now and at the time, as much as I want to be in a, around a group of a people, this is not the time. And I'm man enough to understand that these times are unique and I'm disciplined enough to make the right decisions right here and right now. And so this is the way we talk to them. Um, we bring them in the morning and work out. We bring them back in the afternoon and work out. They lift. And I want these guys to say, you know what, I'm going to invest my time in basketball right now. And then when school starts, I'm going to invest my time in school. And I'm going to have to set some of the social stuff aside for the time being, knowing that in due time, that will come back around.
question for you, Coach. Uh, this is your second year at Georgia State. H- how did you recap and say year one went coming to Atlanta? I told you you got hired. I'm glad you're here. They couldn't have had a better, better guy than you, Coach, that lead this program. So for you, how's it been year one in Atlanta going to year two, man? Well, you know what? This is not a, a normal year, too. <laughs> you know, this is, uh, you know normally, normally you finish your year one way or the other, and then you go to the spring, and you start over in the spring. And then after your spring semester's over, they go home, and then when they come back, you get to work again, and, and then you really get to work with your eyes on year two. Um, when we brought our guys back on July 20th, we did it with the mindset of, we're going to create an environment that's going to be good for their mental health, not for year two. We don't know what the season's going to look like, when it's going to start, how it's going to start, et cetera. So instead of that being our focus and what we're aiming at, we're just aiming at one day at a time, trying to enjoy the time that we have together and, and just make it as simple as that. Um, try to bring some projects to the table for these guys to work on so that we can really jog their minds outside of basketball and get them thinking about some of the things that you and I had talked about and some things even outside of that. And, uh, and, and spend some time getting to know one another better. You know, today's a good example. You know, we have a young man on our team from the Congo. And we have talked a lot with our team about what's going on in the United States right now with the coronavirus and with all the social issues that are happening. And we got a guy sitting in our locker room who's, who hasn't been with his family for five years. And we're talking about everything but what his experience is about. So today we met and our whole focus was on his journey and what it's like where he's from and why he hasn't been with his family for five years, why he made that decision and what his goals are. And I think it was a good revelation for our players of how grown this young man is, how mature he is, and, and um, what he's about. They know he's a good person and a good teammate, but they didn't know the depth of his experience. Mm-hmm. And so that was a good opportunity for us to really put some stuff on the table uh, for our group. And so these are the kind of things that we're, we're trying to indulge in um, with the time that we have with these guys. Most definitely. Well, Coach, I'll tell you what, man, I'm definitely thankful for you being here leading this program. I really am. I'm glad you're here. They have to tell you how to great, great, great person for the job, man. You're doing a great job over with the Panthers, man. I'm hoping to be able to come see you and you guys real soon, man, once this virus stuff, you know, calms down, man. I haven't seen my parents in two months, man, because they're older. So, you know, that's kind of how the virus has been going. But I'm going to come out and see you guys at the office here real soon, Coach. Okay, brother. I appreciate you, man. You're always welcome. Come see us. Anytime, Coach. Mm-hmm. That's Rob Bonner here on the Boss Man Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The baby album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, 
Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind. ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.